Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know what we're starting with. Are the uh, uh, Bills listen. still the best team of the decade? The Vegas lead, A.J. Hoffman, are the Bills still the best team of the decade? The Bills are not the best team of the decade. They never were the best team of the decade. I agree with that. But you thought, <laughs> that, I mean, how would you characterize your thoughts on the Bills at their high point? I thought the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl probably about week five. Okay. And uh, how are you feeling now? No, I feel not great. Not only... <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll set up the game. The New England Patriots, 14. uh, The Bills, 10 in Buffalo. The Pats cover as three-point underdogs. uh, And Dawson Knox goes under 28.5 receiving yards. I'll take all my lumps at once. Uh, Now 13-6 and on my my prop bets. Uh, This is a real... a real blow to not just the not to the Bills, but to the the AFC. The Patriots take command of the AFC, but the Bills particularly, they've got a real uphill battle. And the fact that the Patriots all night said, "This is what we're going to do," and everyone in the building knew it. Everyone watching on TV knew what was going to happen, and the Bills couldn't stop it is very alarming uh, as far as the Bills' long-term prospects. That was just a a really ugly showing by them. And you can make excuses for weather or whatnot, but even if they would have gotten that that touchdown late and won the game, I don't think I'd feel really good about the Bills' chances long-term because they they just were controlled for most of that game. Yeah, I I think you're making a very good point. Um, Now, specifically, and, and you handicap college football, and about 20 after, we're going to do a real overview of the bowls, how they've lined up, the early lines, some of your thoughts. Um, but in college football, you've got the a service academies that typically run the, the triple option. Do all the academies run the triple option? They do. Okay. And, the, you know, that's what a variation of what, like, Oklahoma used to run, Nebraska used to run. Yep. And the theory is you got a quarterback that's mobile. And, you know, the read option is something you still see in the NFL. You know, it kind of wasn't there for a long time, then it's emerged. Um, but in college football, those academies tend to have an amazing yards per pass attempt. And explain why that is conceptually, because it kind of shows how the fact that the Patriots didn't throw and didn't even take advantage of that. But maybe they couldn't because of the wind, which means that this could be the worst scenario possible for the Patriots running the ball, where you're running every time pretty much, and the other team isn't really even afraid of the pass. Because with the service academies, they keep the fear of the pass in the defense, correct? Yeah, because they run so much, the the split between run and pass plays is just so wild. For instance, Army's last game this season against Liberty, they ran the ball 62 times. They threw the ball four times. But on those four attempts, three completions – 102 yards passing because <laughs> if you're if you're going to stop the run you just have to you have to load up that box and be prepared for run on every play because 62 to 4 I mean you can't even really think about the four times you have to worry about the 62 so that gives them four good shots when when that's how how rarely you throw the ball you've got real opportunities to make a big play happen great detail there so if we assume 
that with, because unless I'm mistaken, I know one of the passes, you know, you blink, you miss the passes. One of the passes was a screen uh, that New England threw. So in a weird way, if you say, what is the, it's almost like the Bills could have been in goal line the entire game and it wouldn't have hurt them. Now, would Belichick have thrown then? Yeah, probably. But let's just say the threat of the pass was as, as, as small as you ever will see in an NFL game. And still the Patriots were able to run, and they averaged, let's see here, uh, I think it was 4.6 yards per attempt. 4.8 yards per attempt. 4.8, okay. Uh, Thank you. And to me, that is stunning. Like The the, the old days, and I'll say even five years ago, 4.0 was the average per attempt rushing. It's gone up a little bit because people are rushing less, and thus the defenses aren't emphasizing it. But this stems to the whole beat Kansas City mantra. And, you know, in a way, this is what happened to the Clippers, I think, in the NBA. The Clippers are like, we've got to beat the Lakers. And they built a team the last couple years targeted to beat the Lakers. And they never got to play the Lakers in any playoff series because they got, you know, they got beat. I mean, not that the Lakers didn't get beat last year, even before they did. But if you focus all your energies, especially in the league of parity, against one team, and the Bills did against Kansas City. By all accounts, they added pass rushing because of Mahomes. They, they're tweaking the defense to try to make it where, hey, force a team to run against you because they, they wanted Mahomes to have to have Kansas City run and Andy Reid run. And it's worked against them, at least this year it did. And now what happens, Belichick, he zigs when everyone else zags. He's building two tight ends, fullbacks. Right now, it's it's uh the I think New England has the third most fullback usage behind Baltimore and I think Tampa Bay, but I'm not exactly sure. But now New England's third, and it's like this Belichick, the guy that was the architect in a way of Randy Moss and that 16 and 0 regular season team, which was a high flying passing team, runs the ball as much as anyone, and even when one of the best teams supposedly in the AFC is at home, and the wind's blowing so hard that the pass isn't a real threat with uh, Mac Jones's, you know, average NFL arm, and still they can't stop him. Yeah, and this has got to not only be, I mean, it's obviously a loss, it's depressing, that puts the Bills behind the eight ball in the AFC East, but it you also has to give... The playoffs? I don't know. I, I don't know. And and the the, the <laughs> beauty of it for the Patriots is... They haven't shown their hand at all. When like the Bills have no idea what they can do on offense because it, this is all they had to show. They uh, they, they show three pass attempts and none, none of the three were more than ten yards down the field. I mean, it was just uh, it, it was a pretty a pretty impressive showing considering they they didn't really show any of what they can do on offense. I mean, I I, tr- I know that I'm. Uh... I'm a skeptic generally. I mean, I, I sent out a tweet about Trevor Lawrence today that is about as skeptical as you can get at RJ in Vegas if you want to like it. If you don't like Trevor, the savior. <laughs> but, and I, and I, I postulated that we could perhaps cure world hunger if we could just harness and redirect the energy spent by the sports media explaining away <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's crappy quarterback play. I know, maybe a little skeptical, I don't know, cynical, but Bill Belichick is a genius. 
And I'm saying like there might be 20 geniuses walking the earth. He's a genius at football. And I'm not sure who's second. Like, I don't know. You know, I know I know that Bill Walsh was a, a really innovative coach. But I know Bill Walsh at a certain point went to Stanford and, you know, won like 60 percent of his, you know, he was like six and four every year at Stanford. Could you imagine Bill Belichick going to Stanford and being six and four? No. I mean, who, who is competitive with this guy? And the beauty of it is it's not about any system. I mean, there's been games and we should look this up during the break is just go back to the Patriots, go to, uh, let's say, pro football reference and find me the games in which they ran the ball less than five, seven times. I know there were games they ran the ball only six times, you know, 45 passes, six runs. And then there's games that there's 40 some runs and three passes. It's like it just matters. How do I win this game is all he wants to know. And he's the best in the world ever, perhaps, probably, at figuring out the best way to win any given game. I saw someone comment a couple weeks ago that you don't have an offense that works until Bill Belichick has a chance to game plan against it. Because you don't know if it's truly weak or not. I mean, look at the Rams. The Rams were never the same. And they're still not, really, after that Super Bowl. They came in the high-flying team, and Jared Goff was a guy that just got a big contract. And lo and behold, Belichick schemes it up, and it's almost like they went extinct. That, that whole offense, in a way, has gone extinct, and they keep, well, let's bring in another quarterback. Let's try something different. And it still hasn't really worked. And you know if it does? They better hope they don't play Belichick again. And I'll tell you this, I'm not sure I wouldn't want to just forfeit the game. Because think I mean, about it, you'd have the one loss, but at least you don't get to see the other league players or teams in the league don't get to see <laughs> Belichick's game plan against you. Yeah, I think that you make a great point. And think about this, RJ. Nobody would say Sean McDermott's not a good NFL head top, coach. Top five or seven coach. Really well respected. And he got he he was made to look like an ass last night. I, I mean, it, on national TV, he got beat by like a six offensive lineman formation all night long. It was embarrassing. The uh, the gap between Bill Belichick and the next greatest NFL head coach might be the biggest gap between the greatest in their sport and the next greatest. Period. Like maybe Wayne Gretzky versus the next best hockey player. But any any other player, coach, whatever, number two is a lot closer, you know, to number three than they are to number one. Bill Belichick, that gap between him and whoever you can think of as second best, is a very very wide margin. Well, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, so by the way, the Patriots this century have had f- four games that they ran the ball less than 10 times, 8, 8, 8, and 9. And that was in uh, 2015 once, 2002 once. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, 2007 once, 2017, 2000, and then 21. Okay, so, wow. So this year they ran the ball against Tampa. Oh, that's amazing, eight times. Okay, so this is it. We see it in the same year. In the same year against Tampa Bay, who, I don't know, let's think, how good are they against the run? Oh, they're the best in the league against the run. So Belichick runs the ball eight times. 
In in the rain. In the rain. Yeah, that's a great point. Oh, my God. So you were thinking, oh, that's a bad weather game. He's going to run the ball. And they say, no, no. And then against Bills, bad weather game. No, not all bad weather games are created equal, but, you know, it was – You'd make the case that the windy, or I'm sorry, the rain in that Tampa game made it a pretty bad weather game. And then he runs the ball or only throws it three times, what, you know, six weeks later. This is, listen, there's life lessons in this, kids. There's life <laughs> lessons. Is what you, is, is once you understand something from the inside out, you understand weakness of it. And I, I'm almost scared. I wouldn't want Belichick staring too deeply into my eyes because the way he can find the weakness, I, I mean, I, I think it's so great. And 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 just to, to the, the intellectual side of this game still matters. And I love that that the uh, new age is coming in with their ideas. And you know what? Belichick's the type to adopt those if he likes them. It's not like he's old old Woody Hayes old school. It's just he's just trying to figure out the best thing to do in any given spot. And to me, it makes the league so interesting. And people can say, oh, it's boring to have the, the Patriots always win. But eh, I mean, to me, with Bray, I mean, just think this really sets up. If we had to say what's the most likely Super Bowl right now, wouldn't the most likely Super Bowl be Tampa versus New England? It is. I mean, because Arizona's got the top seed right now. So, yeah, that's interesting. If you had to say, all right, so let's do the question again. Free ticket. <laughs> let's say that we, let's say you got I'm not free feeling t- great about my free ticket from yesterday. I, well, exactly. Well, that's not free. You bet 100 to win eight on that. So, but um, <laughs> you got baited a little bit. I can't lie. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to ask AJ if he could have any team in the AFC at the same odds, even money, let's say. He was getting a free roll. Someone At the NFC to, or the AFC? It's going to be both. AFC, okay. NFC. Who is the most likely team in each? I think it very possibly could be New England versus Tampa. And we'll actually tell you what the odds are. You can bet this kind of thing of the matchup in the Super Bowl, then college football, kind of a recap of the bowls. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Three to four Pacific here in Vegas, and in between over flyover country, as some call it. Personally, I grew up in flyover country, so, you know, I call it home is Ohio, baby. But the Buckeyes, oh, I will say this. you got to look at Saban. And you got to really think about him and Belichick. Apparently, their dads were friends. And, and the idea that, you know, one in the NFL, one in college, and obviously Saban's better built for college. He was on Belichick's staff with the Browns. And, um, you know, 
Saban's just uh, his ability to recruit and X and O and run an organization. I mean, in a weird way, the skill set in college is more of a challenge because Belichick is a brilliant person that isn't a people person. That seems obvious. Now, listen, his friends, by all accounts, he's a great guy. Uh, even the players that have been with him a long time, they appreciate him, not just for his brilliance, but his, you know, his human qualities. But he's not someone that's going to, you know, Colin right here in Fox Sports Radio was talking a couple days ago about how good of a recruiter certain people are and their ability to go in and, and say, oh, that, that, that pecan pie was so good. And it's like, but they didn't like it necessarily, right? But they could, to me, there's times in life you have to be disingenuous. You have to be inauthentic. I'm not sure if building a career around your inauthenticity, your lack of authenticity, or your ability to deceive is something that interests me personally. But let's be candid. In, in a way, salesmen, we can call it inauthentic or, hey, playing the game or being a salesman. But a salesman is not talking truth all the time. And to me, that's one of the beauties of a job like this. And I, I just think it's so crazy that, that so many people don't do that, that the, the broadcaster, meaning in broadcasting, that broadcasters oftentimes are thinking, what do people want to hear? And it's like, man, you got a rare opportunity to kind of, the best thing, the only thing you can do better than anyone is be yourself. And I know that sounds like a fortune cookie, but it's just, think about it. Trying to be someone else, something else, what someone else wants, or to be yourself. And to me, the thing about Belichick is, with all the other accolades, the dude's himself. Because he could, just think how, AJ, just think how he could be admired and, and, and lauded by the press if he just kind of played the game a little bit with them. Right, but who in the who in the history of great coaches does that? Like, if you go back and, and look at all the guys who have really accomplished Ooh. things, Nick Saban, Greg Popovich, uh, these these are but guys. You're talking who are about hard. the best in college football, maybe one of the best of the modern era, if not best in NBA, the best in the NFL. But I would make the case that a uh, um, uh, a McVeigh, you know, Shannon. I, I mean, listen, cousin Kyle, you know, our producer. Uh, Mackenzie Rivers is first cousins with Kyle Shanahan, and he—I mean, you know—he talks about it every day. You can't forget it. And and Uncle Mike Shanahan. And the reality is that though the Shanahans know how to play the media, like I don't know. I mean, Mackenzie doesn't have to comment on this, and he shouldn't. But I mean, somehow when you have a, a 43% or whatever winning percentage, and you're considered a genius, I don't know how that works. AJ, I'd love that somehow. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. The new age guys, the McVeighs, the the Kyle Shanahan's, they're great for a quote, great with the media. Kingsbury, but none of them have won anything. Yeah, but that's my point. But if you made a list of the top seven coaches right now, you're gonna have Andy Reid on the list. You're gonna have um, uh, Sean Sean Payton Payton on the list. You're gonna have Belichick. I'm not sure there's any other old timers on it. John Harbaugh, I think, is on that list. But how old's Harbaugh? I mean, he looks. I mean, he's certainly not past 52, 53, is he? I will look it up. But what I'm saying, he's he's not an old timer. 59. Yeah. Well, he looks good for 59. I hate he to smells, say it. but he looks good. Yeah, no, it's his brother that smells. Oh, okay. It's the rumor. He's the rumor. <laughs> I, you know, I, you want to talk about a nightmare? I was reading that he's actually on the insider perspective. He's got a heck of a chance to get the Raiders' job. Now, what kind oh, really? of nightmare would that be? 
is the guy I've been ridiculing for years on national radio, moving to taking over the Raiders. It's not going to help my. It's not going to help me get the, the press keep you know the different press passes and stuff. I'll tell you that. Would it be cool if he actually made a point to exclude me? I kind of like be great. that. Well, I found out I was blocked by a rather famous person on Twitter last night. I don't know why. Well, people, and someone people, said it was because of you. People like me. What? That's impossible. Yes. Well, that's no, what I no, said. No, no. Usually, <laughs> I make a point to be very respectful of people. And I am respectful of the Harbaugh's. It's just I'm a Steelers fan and I'm a high state graduate. And if, they, if you want me to go against that, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going So will you like Jim Harbaugh if he leaves Michigan? No. <laughs> once you've been in Michigan, once you're in Michigan. It, okay. I mean, it's just, you know, it's li- it's a lifetime thing. Um, <laughs> listen, let's give them their due. They won this year. So uh, the amount of celebration to, to somehow make the play, I've never seen that before. But <laughs> I, I give them a lot of credit if that makes them happy. That's all I can say. <laughs> this is the fastest. It was almost throw. like Jared Goff throwing the touchdown for the Lions. <laughs> like the, the sheer joy, like it finally happened. Yeah, but they lost more than eight in a row. How many did the Lions lose in a row? I think it's been about more than that for Michigan. Well, it was so, a, full, a full calendar year, so I think 16 or 17 games. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I tell you this. We'll get to that, too, because to me, uh, Zimmer losing his job, which looks like is going to happen. We'll talk about that in the last segment of the show and have an early best bat for everyone. But to finish up, well, let's do this. Uh, let, we are the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled. Why? Because we speak the truth. We're authentic. And and you. And you. And we appreciate it so much. Keep spreading the word. And you can listen on 225 stations nationwide. And if you don't know your station or you're traveling, just check out foxsportsradio.com. And even streaming is available up at the site here in Vegas on the Strip. 61 degrees. The neon is pumping. One quick thing, AJ, is um, McDermott had a comment after the game. <laughs> 